Hey everyone, I'm Ryan Kalamea. And I'm Amy Gosha. Welcome to The Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. Divorce is not easy. It really sucks. Trust me, I know. Besides being an experienced divorce attorney, I'm also a divorce client. Whether you are someone considering divorce or a fellow family law attorney, listen in for weekly tips and insight into topics related to divorce, co-parenting, and separation in Colorado. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce to Altitude. This is Ryan Kalamea. This week, we're going to have a little bit different episode. We're going to be joined by our senior associate with our firm, Kalamea Gosha, Elizabeth Rose uh, Hardman. We've had her on a podcast before talking about premarital agreements. This one is going to take a little bit different approach. We're going to find out a little bit more about um, what makes Elizabeth uh, tick and who she is uh, for any attorney or um, person out there. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit more of a um, background and biography on Elizabeth. So with that in mind, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Can you tell people just a little bit about your uh, background and we'll, we'll kind of dig into various aspects, but for listeners that don't know who you are, who is Elizabeth Rose Hartman? I became attorney in 2017. I started off in the public defender's office up in Weld County in Greeley, and I stayed there for a couple of years. I handled a large number of misdemeanor criminal matters for adults and then uh, had the opportunity to go to juvenile court, uh, which has always been a passion of mine. So I spent a good amount of time in in that realm. And I have slowly segued into also handling some family law cases. And I'm sure I'll talk a little bit more about that, but that's my background, legally speaking. Personally, I am originally from Eagle River, Alaska. I love the outdoors, the scenery there. It is just beautiful. (laughs) And I made my way to Colorado for law school and um, met my husband. And uh, now we live here in the Denver metro area. And for listeners, Elizabeth is very humble in, in how she presents herself. We have had two, at the time of this recording, annual retreats that Elizabeth has participated. She's been with our firm for much longer than that, but they our, our retreats were interrupted with, with COVID. But we had, last year, we had an axe throwing contest and Elizabeth just shocked everyone, but it shouldn't have been a shock at her uh, axe throwing skills. And then this year, Elizabeth, you came out of nowhere with some insane golf at, at Top Golf. I believe you were the number one player throughout the whole firm. It was a surprise to me, too, actually. <laughs> I have played a bit of golf more for fun growing up with my family and then into adulthood. But I, I was having a great day. And I know Caitlin at our firm also was joining in on that. So it was a great time. Yeah. So Elizabeth, let's go back to you going to, to law school. You mentioned you, you came to Colorado for, for law school. What motivated you from Alaska growing up there to go to law school specifically in Colorado? And why did you go to, to law school in the first place? I actually became involved in a problem-solving court in Anchorage called Anchorage Youth Court when I was in middle school. And I really, really loved it. And so the way that the Anchorage Youth Court worked is it was 
teens in the community would sign up and would effectively act as the defense attorneys, sometimes the prosecuting attorneys, and then the judges. So we would have three panel judges for diversion. I guess the diversionary program really for juveniles. So it was really something that I enjoyed. I liked in particular being a defense attorney for my peers and just talking to them and really that personal connection and level and being able to defend them, I really connected with. And that carried me all the way to law school. As far as what brought me to Denver, in between undergrad, where I went to school in the University of Idaho, and then also law school, I returned to Alaska for a couple of years and actually was at paralegal at at Dylan and Philly at local medical malpractice firm. And I had taken a work trip to Denver and just liked the area. I liked that you have mountains with that which is uh, hard to find me coming from Alaska. So I thought it was a great way for me to come to a new state, keep some of my old roots. Uh, And on top of that, DU had a really great program for clinical work where you can actually act as a student attorney in the courtroom and get that first chance at hands-on experience, which I really benefited from. Well, to switch gears, Elizabeth, let's kind of get into what is a day in the life of Elizabeth Rose Hardman, an attorney, senior associate at Kalamagosha. Can you, for listeners that don't know, I mean, it's kind of hard to define for a lawyer. I know what a typical day is, but can you give us some idea of what a day looks like for you? It was very hard to define. I, I think it really depends on the day. Some days I spend quite a amount of time in court handling cases, whether they're plea agreements, I might be negotiating with the DA, reviewing discovery, and all of this in in regard to criminal cases, of course. For family law, I spend a lot of time speaking with my clients, trying to figure out uh, how to resolve their cases in a positive way. And a a lot of the legal field in general is putting out fires that seem to happen on a kind of an ongoing basis, right? There's a, in, in particular in family law, you aren't so confined to a set schedule. So issues can really arise at any point in time and you need to be ready to jump on them when they do. And I shouldn't call you a, a token night owl, but you are generally, uh, you know, the, known in the, in the firm as the, the night owl. So you do work most of the, not most of the time, but you do tend to work a little bit on the later side, right? Yes. I I do like working at night. I don't know what it is, probably because it's quiet and it feels like there's not much activity around. So I can really dig in, especially in those research and writing projects that I need to do. It's really uh, prime time for me. Yeah. For, you know, listeners that uh, are hearing Elizabeth, I mean, she, within our firm, I mean, everyone has their different roles. Obviously, I have a different personality and role within our firm compared to Amy. And Elizabeth does our appellate work. She drafts the premarital and marital agreements. She does a lot of research. She's one of our strong writers and really enjoys, I think it's fair to say, Elizabeth, that you really enjoy the research and the higher level intellectual challenges and the drafting aspects of what we do as lawyers. Absolutely true. As you can imagine, with the law that's created, I mean, you can almost always uh, find a situation that doesn't squarely 
fall within the law that's created. And so it's really interesting to figure out, okay, well, how should you solve this unique problem? How does this situation for your client differ from what the court was contemplating in this other case? And what, what's fair here for your client? Is that sense of fairness and the intellectual challenge, is that what keeps you motivated and passionate? I mean, we deal with a lot of people will say, well, Ryan, man, I couldn't do that. It's just too exhausting or it's just too emotional. So what keeps you motivated and passionate, Elizabeth? The, the interest in those legal issues and, and trying to figure out fair solutions to them. But I think at the core for me, it's always been about helping people and trying to get them through a really tough time in their lives. Um, it, it, it can be really hard and, and really sad. And so I think just trying to be almost like a rock for for your clients who need someone to just protect their interests and help guide them the right direction. Now, you mentioned you do criminal defense within our firm on the, on the front range, as well as some cases up in the mountains. Can you give, if Eric Wolf, our hypothetical divorce client, if Eric Wolf gets pulled over for a DUI or has some sort of domestic dispute, what is there a tip or piece of, of advice that you have for Eric if he's going through a criminal case? Yes, I, I could give a lot of advice on that, of course. But first and foremost, the number one piece of advice I would give is not to speak about what may or may not have happened in your case to law enforcement. And that can be really tough, uh, especially for people who haven't been through the criminal justice system before. They want to explain themselves and, and explain that they aren't a bad person. Um, and unfortunately, it can get them into hot water when they might say something that can cause more issues for them in, in the legal process. So first and foremost, just you can politely decline not to speak to the police until you have an attorney and then immediately get an attorney involved. Uh, that's always going to be number one. Yeah, for those that listen, I mean, this is a family law divorce altitude or divorce podcast, but Elizabeth spends the vast majority of her criminal defense work trying to undo what people have either said or done in front of law enforcement. And she is very good at, at that and has had several cases just outright dismissed and is really brings a lot to bear for the criminal defense cases. But switching gears uh, again, Elizabeth, for Eric Wolf, if he's going through a divorce or Melanie Wolf on the flip side, going through a divorce, what kind of advice or things do you think they would want to know about you or their divorce if that's their situation? Yeah, so about the divorce, I would say in family law, it's really easy to lose sight of the bigger picture for clients because it's such an emotionally charged environment. You're going through such a rough time with your spouse that it can be hard, for example, if you have children to really be thinking about is this parenting plan schedule that I'm trying to enter into or trying to advocate for is this really about what's convenient for me or is this what's in the children's best interest? Is this how they're developmentally going to be in the best position possible? So that's that's a huge one. And same thing or similar when you're talking about a more financially driven case where the focus really should not be on fighting every little issue that comes up in the case because you're upset, but really taking a step back and saying, okay, what's the pro of fighting this? What's the, the con of it? 
how can we easily resolve this and, and minimize the financial and emotional damage? Well, let's wrap things up, Elizabeth, and talk about future challenges and opportunities. From your perspective, what are some pressing legal challenges or where do you see yourself going within the legal field? Sure. I don't know if it's a legal challenge, but something that I've been thinking a lot in my practice and how to incorporate AI into uh, what we're doing, but also maintain a social connection with clients and make sure we're providing that firsthand service that everyone expects. It's certainly something that we talked a lot about in the firm about how do you balance the automation and the kind of cookie cutter aspects of AI, but also the liberation from doing the kind of pretty basic work and how that can enable us as lawyers to really meet our clients where they need us. And that is in the relationship and providing that customized, high-level legal guidance through very difficult times. So I completely agree with you, uh, Elizabeth. And I know that you have developed some very deep relationships with clients that you mentioned about going through difficult times and helping people. And I know you've helped a lot of people for our firm and will continue to do so in the future. And, and certainly AI is going to be part of that, that journey with you and uh, a client. Well, hopefully listeners have a much better idea of Elizabeth Rose Hardman. She is one of our key team members within the firm. And we're really grateful for what she does. I know that clients have speak in, spoken about how much she has made an impact in their life. And we're grateful for the time. So Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Till next time. This is Ryan Kalamea for Divorce Altitude. Signing off. Hey everyone, this is Ryan again. Thank you for joining us on Divorce at Altitude. If you found our tips, insight, or discussion helpful, please tell a friend about this podcast. For show notes, additional resources, or links mentioned on today's episode, visit divorceataltitude.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen in. Many of our episodes are also posted on YouTube. You can also find Baby and me at Kalamea.law or 970-315-2365. That's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A dot law.